1: this is a crowd podcast this episode is sponsored by there's no one crapper then kyle crapper to be more like kyle go to patreon.com forward slash joe marler show become an official sponsor and grody show. joe marler
0: is a big hearted man and he's got a podcast plan it's the joe marler show it's the Joe Marla
1: Show, oh, oh, oh. If you're listening to this, you've tuned in. Not You're not tuning, because you don't have to tune it, because it's not the fucking 40s. If you're listening to this, you've clicked on the Joe Marla Show, and it is presented by me, Joe Marla, and also co-presented by... Shall I say my name? Fuck, I should say that bit. I think so. It's also co-presented by my co-host, <laughs> who enjoys eating Cocoa Pops, and <laughs> and his name is Tom Fordyce. Um, hello, Tom.
0: Bit of an issue this week, Joe. Um, I'm not saying you were late, but you've arrived at a time where Steve and I had to order <laughs> lunch in advance from the little cafe round the corner. Oh, no. <laughs> Do you think I've ordered you something A, good, B, acceptable, or C, shit?
1: Well, the fact that I text you saying... Surprise snacks is fine. Go for it. You know I like meat. Good. Okay, this is promising. So that's, that is promising. You know I like, I've got a sweet tooth. Okay, yeah. Like a bit of cake, like a bit of chocolate. I, it was nice that I arrived and I had a coffee. It was lovely. Well, there was one item, Joe, on the menu, which I thought you would like. They've only got one item on their menu. One of the many items
0: on the excellent menu, Joe, looked right up your street, but do you know what the problem was? The price point was £2.95. £2.95. What do you think that suggested to
1: me? Well, if it was a sandwich, that's a fucking decent price for a sandwich. If it's a bit of flapjack, that's, too pricey. But if it's a gold-leafed burger, then it's cheap as chips. What is it? (laughs) Joe,
0: I have ordered you a handmade sausage roll, which features free-range minced pork meat and sausage with apple, carrot, cumin and fennel. That's 2 Do you know what my fear was? What? Too small. Always go for two. Where do you stand? You know, sometimes you have a meal, like it might be a Christmas meal or a wedding, and you have to choose your meal six months in advance.
1: Six months in advance? You've got to order your
0: meal? Sometimes you get it, don't you? Like a wedding, they go, do you want this for you? And you think, how do I know? <laughs> I don't...
1: Uh, that is crazy. I, d- I, I don't know. I'd go there and just drink my dinner, <laughs> if I'm honest. <laughs> Would you ever try and swap your tea?
0: For the With the person next year.
1: wouldn't swap it. I would wait for them to leave and then I'd take theirs. Take theirs. And then probably someone else's. Yeah. Fuck knows where this chat's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, Steve. Maybe it is better with Steve in here. Joe, so we should remind our listeners about
0: the amazing official Joe Marler show, Socks, which you can wear every Wednesday with pride. If you would like a pair of these socks, which will also see you donate a pair of very warm socks to a homeless shelter all you have to do is go to the link in the episode description. Yeah, you do. If you would like to support the show, you can now subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Patreon. For a solitary pound a week, you can get number one bonus content, number two ad-free episodes, number three you will be doing what, Joe?
1: Grow the show. You'll be growing the show. Now I just sound Spanish. Growing the show. You will be growing the show. Fuck me, dead. You will be growing the show joe it's time to meet a tv presenter bing bong boom! your next programs your next schedule your your program scheduled for next no fuck the the next program um, coming up next the coming up next program <laughs> is going to be a tv presenter see you bye Our guest today is TV and radio presenter, Laura
2: Woods. Hi, you two. How are you?
1: I'm slightly
0: Why disappointed that? that Joe <laughs> managed to already? read his script properly I, for the first time ever, Laura.
1: <laughs> yeah, all right, mate. But that's because I was under a lot more pressure. Knowing what? how good Laura is at her job, oh. I was I was nervous. I was like, fuck, I can't have the fuck-ups I usually do about reading one line off a piece of paper. And I'm quite pleased with myself You look so smug Yeah, as usual
2: You delivered it very well
1: How long did it take you to (laughs) get good at that?
2: Longer than two years. Honestly, I did a screen test once for Sky Sports News to be a presenter, and it was the most horrific experience of my life. How does that go? It was so bad. How does
1: a screen test? What do you, you mean?
2: Gen- you genuinely, I was a runner. A runner is like a crap industry term for a junior. Yeah. And essentially, you're a runner because you make teas and coffees for everyone, and you're the dog's body. So yeah. you're you're sent to do anything and everything, basically. So you run. I mean, you don't physically run unless you're late. Um, <laughs> and basically. That's where you start. I went in as work experience and then I became a runner. That was like the kind of like the order that you take.
0: If you were actually running, it would make it quite hard with the beverages as well, wouldn't it? Because mm. you'd more likely be spilled them, I guess.
1: Have you ever seen Taken? Yeah. The film? Yeah. Have you,
0: Tom? No. What? Tom. Is it the one where he says the, th- the Neeson thing?
2: Yeah. They will hunt you
0: down and they will kill you. Is that it one. French? <laughs>
1: no, he They d- <laughs> will hunt you down. He doesn't put, he's not Irish in this film. He puts on a normal accent. Gone in. No, I'm not doing the accent. Oh, yeah. No, no, the thing was, if you watch Taken Back and you watch it for the first time, watch the daughter all the time in every single scene, she runs. She runs. <laughs> Anyway, back to the screen (laughs) test. You started as a runner and then did a screen test for Sky Sports.
2: Well, Sky Sports News. So you know how Sky Sports News, you're basically reading the news and it's on on an autocue and all that sort of stuff. So, And it was the most horrific experience of my life. It was awful. I sat down and I didn't realise, I'd never realised until that point that I couldn't read an autocue and I couldn't read aloud, full stop. (laughs) Is is it harder than it looks then? It's so hard. Well, not for people who can read, but I honestly, for a good five years after that, I thought I was dyslexic. You're just under this incredible pressure to read a script. You're only allowed to look at the script about five minutes before and it's quite long and you go through, I don't know, maybe like a 15-minute script or something like that. And every time you make a mistake, which I did and I'm not joking... I would say at least one a sentence. Like, imagine how horrific that is. And then it gets worse because you're like, oh no, everyone knows I'm crap. And then you're getting progressively worse and more embarrassed. And it was, oh, it was just awful.
0: Laura, did you find in your early days that you thought you had to do a different
1: voice to the normal yeah, Laura voice? Yeah. And what, did so, you is this your me. normal voice?
2: Yeah, this is my normal one.
1: Completely yeah. legit. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. How do? How can we test that? I
2: don't know. We it can't. It's difficult,
0: isn't it? Oh. What was your first, your auto cue Laura voice when you first attempted?
2: Oh, it? shit. I don't even know if I can do it. I remember one of the first pieces of advice I was ever given by the boss of Sports at the time was look at all the other presenters because he was like, you're shit. And I was like, what? Well, can I have some advice? Like, when I knocked on his Door and everything. Like I need some feedback. And uh that's not my real voice. not <laughs> like, nah.
1: <laughs> no wonder it didn't go well. Um, hello ladies and gentlemen. Uh this is uh Sky Sports Nose and uh it's uncomfortable to watch because I've been told to look at all the other presenters whilst I'm talking. <laughs> Fucking hell. Can't concentrate. <laughs>
2: It was like that, um, yeah. So I, uh, he, he said to me, go and watch Sky Sports News and be like them, like watch what they do and do that. And I was like, that's the. I even knew at the time. I was like, that's weird advice. I never took it, obviously. I just remember putting on a very. Everything was very posh, and you had to like get to the end of the sentence, and I was like trying to enunciate everything, and it didn't, it just didn't sound like me. Like I, I will fall in and out of well-spoken sentences depending on the company you keep. I think. Where the, are you from originally? I was born in Essex, I moved to central London, I grew up in Surrey, but not Surrey, like Croydon. Oh, sorry, that's <laughs> oh. the
1: first time I've heard someone call Croydon
2: Surrey. That was very judgmental, that, oh, that you just did. Tom that. is very judgmental. <laughs> I tried to do the Tom, I found my way to Putney eventually, all right? <laughs> I was going <gonna laughs> to say, so I was
0: going to go Surrey, and then yeah. that's not Croydon.
2: Well, Croydon technically is in Surrey, but it's not what you think. It was Catrum. Do you know Catrum? Catrum Seven I girls? thought that was mm. Kent. On the border, and maybe. Oh, it's like a good close. section of the podcast. Yeah. But carry on. Maybe like a few miles from the border, though.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to, a roundabout way, trying to get out. What is that a real voice or not? If she's born in Essex, grew up in yeah. central London, went to Croydon Caterham, she should be talking. She who's she? Cat's mother. Cat's <laughs> mother should be talking. Right, like, welcome in. Yeah, oh, I'm from Croydon and thing but you're not. You're like no, hello because
2: my mum's well spoken and my dad's Cockney. So I think any good person in our business becomes a chameleon. Do you know what I mean by that? So, so
0: your voice would change depending on who you're talking
2: to. Yeah, I'll make you feel comfortable. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs>
1: okay. Uh, so, okay, if that's the case, <laughs> this has made
2: you feel uncomfortable. If that's uncomfortable. the case, <laughs>
1: not the slightest. If you were interviewing Sashin Tendulkar, <laughs>
2: <laughs> don't make me do that. <laughs>
1: Hang well, up, I'm just yeah. saying, you're a chameleon, so you, you adapt to... Th- I <laughs> well, I find it myself doing that know, with uh... different people from around the world if I'm just sitting having a conversation with them, not for mm. work purposes that I've just met. After a little while, I start kind of mimicking their their voice, people... and I feel bad about it, but I no. quite like it.
2: People think it's weird, but it's not. It's I honestly think it's actually... My mum said this to me once. She was like... It's actually a really great thing to be able to do because what you're essentially doing is is saying, like, I'll make you feel comfortable by speaking in the same kind of tone or same kind of way that you speak so that I'm not under or overclassing you, if that's the real phrase.
0: One of the most difficult things I would imagine about your job is what is known in the business as open talkback. Oh, would you shit. like to first of all tell us what open talkback is and then let's yeah. try and fuck with Joe's head yeah. by giving him open talkback That back should while be easy. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent.
1: <laughs> oh, let's invite people o- on to...
2: Open talkback <laughs> is like the devil. So... You're just trying to, say you've just been interviewing me for the past five minutes. Yeah. So imagine... You call that interviewing, do you? Yeah, I, I like <laughs> cool. it. It's yeah. a casual style. Yeah. Imagine doing that, but then someone's in the back of your head talking to you the whole time. So saying, what, what it is, is it's producer, director, PA. Those are the minimum three that you'll get. So producer is the one that's telling you what he wants you to say necessarily, like go down this route, go down that route. When you get good, you don't need that, and actually it's better to not have that. Like, you know what you want to ask, you don't need the questions, but you're a beginner, so you need the producer and you're Then you've got the director, who's saying camera one, camera two, cut to this, cut to that, roll in this, roll in that, blah, 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 blah. And then you've also got the PA who's counting, so she's the one that's going, you've got 30 seconds on this chat, 10 seconds on this chat, five, four, three, two, one. Done. They're all
1: talking to you in your head?
2: Yeah, at the same time. Jo- at the same time? Don't you
1: think it'd be yeah. more efficient if they just went, Steve, you go first, <laughs> you all- say and then I it doesn't work like no. that. You haven't got enough time.
2: You need all of the information at once.
0: So, Joe, you're going to tell us about your journey into the studio today. Laura, would you like to be producer, director, PA? Which ones would you like to take? I'll take the other one.
2: I'll be... Producer and PA. Okay. Oh, so I'll
0: be director. So I'm just You're talking cameras. through cameras. Okay. Yeah. So, Joe, you start talking as, as if you are broadcasting about your day. Me and Laura are going to fuck yeah. with your head. Okay. So what um. you've
2: got to do is 30 seconds without saying um and I'm just upping it. Sorry. No ums. 30 seconds. Yeah. No ums and no ahs or anything like that. Also, mm-hmm. it's
0: live TV, so no fucks. twats, Yeah, nothing. no fucks
2: or buggers. And you've got to tell us how you got here and I'm going to be giving you directions in your ear. Okay.
0: Right. Laura, you ca- as PA, count them in.
2: I'm going to count you down. I'm going to be your PA now, so I've got you. So counting down in five, four, three, two, one, ready. Two, one. Q. Good morning, Camera Vietnam. Two, zoom and, in, uh, Fucked. So <laughs> 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 she said the uh. You said no er's. Uh, go again. No, no, okay, fuck. counting you down in three, two, one. Camera
1: one and two, Good ready. Good morning, Vietnam. Camera one, welcome zoom in to the show, Pastor Mandela. I would like Cam- to say camera three? that my day started with a uh, close-up camera one. I woke up late. What time did you wake after up? After my wife nudged me. camera down two. the right camera. Uh, and they went, <laughs> yes. she she said to me, you are late. You you it know it's half past camera six and you're, uh, ne- um, you're going to be late for your drag rehearsals. Less of that nose. And I, less possible. of the nose? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell! Mate, Four, you can't say three, you can't insult people. Two, and one. have a Whoa. wonderful day. <laughs> Less of that nose. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me! I thought it was meant to be a support network, like helping you out there. You didn't help. You're telling me look at three different cameras. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the right camera. Well, how do I know which one's the right camera? It's hard to listen, was it? It was tough. So that happens, does it?
2: Yeah, you can play with the levels, so you can have us a bit quieter if it helps.
1: When the first time you did that, you must have shit yourself.
2: Yeah, I did. Massively, yeah. You but
1: what about doing it now? No. Do you feel polished being able to yeah. do it? Yeah,
2: now it feels weird not having it because you just get used to it.
1: Have you ever had chat, Laura, which it has
0: no practical purpose? Like you might have someone in the gallery talking about what they're having for lunch.
2: Yeah. Oh, the PAs. PAs are a nightmare for that. I what does PA stand for? Production assistant, I think. So she's literally, she's the one that counts everything.
1: And they're always female?
2: No, not always, oh. but they're majority female. But they're yeah. not always, so yeah.
1: If I was a PA and I really didn't like the presenter, I remember doing it to my maths teacher. In fact, all of us did it. It was really... And now I look back on it, it's it's bullying. We (laughs) bullied our maths teacher. I think we were like... What did you do? We all decided to hum. The classic. Like, we were just... "Mm," So that's what I'd be doing. I'd be in your ear just going... "Mm." And you go, excuse me, what's that noise? I've got some interference in my head. And I'll be like, don't know, I can't hear it. Sorry, Laura, you'll have to just, mm, carry on. Faux pas, fuck-ups, mistakes. That callback that you've just described and people in your ear... I've obviously got that naturally, you know, there's five or six fucking voices <laughs> up here. But I remember watching James Haskell doing <laughs> I hope to get to that bit. Best attempt oh, at being a rugby pundit. A Can you give us a st- it, version oh of how this goes? Oh my Joe. god. Oh, you know, to the end of the thing and the sing song and yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, you uh, you'll have a sing song. Um, it's important to celebrate a victory whether it was the prettiest thing in the world. I think you've got to get around with each other ready to regrow read next week. And I was like we stood next to Will Greenwood when it happened. <laughs> and I'm looking at Will Greenwood and so Why aren't you flagging this? <laughs> obviously as Sky Sports and it's got to be proper you'd be like well we can't make an issue of it because but if I was Will Greenberg I'd be like what the fuck are you going on about mate you're not even making sense there's not any words (laughs) I actually thought I was a little bit concerned he was having a stroke Mm. live on TV because he was like (laughs) what happened so he blamed everything in the ears is that possible or did he just he was really shit
2: (laughs) I'll be honest when I watched that I was like that's not your ears that's not your ears because our ears like I just I just don't know how that could make you power down so much I don't know it might have been an echo in it or something like that There might have sometimes you can get echoes and that's really that'll really mess you up so it might have been a few things I mean he's quite inexperienced in in having talkbacks and maybe that Added to it, but when I watched it, I was like, "What has happened to you?"
1: He looked mangled, didn't he?
2: It was like he'd malfunctioned. Yeah, you?
1: you'll have a sing-song. Um, it's important to celebrate a victory, whether it was the prettiest thing in the world. I think you've got to get around with each other, ready to regrow.
2: It was amazing. Like, it was like Shack. Have
1: you ever seen those clips of Shack?
2: As in, like Big Shack?
1: Yeah. O'Neill, like the Shaquille, basketball. Yeah. Yeah. What did you say? Shaquille O'Neill. No, I'm pretty sure you said Shakili.
0: <laughs> that's he's referred to in the song as Shakili. I can't remember what it is, but anyway.
1: Are you thinking of Shakira? No. Anyway, they think Shaq is a uh, robot <laughs> and there's like pitch there's like a clip <laughs> of him like malfunctioning on the thing and that's what I thought that Hask. That, that wasn't has. the real Hask that yeah. was the but then I do know that that is the real Hask because yeah. he, has abil- he has the ability to talk so fucking fast <laughs> yeah. that he confuses himself as well as everyone else.
2: It couldn't have happened to
1: a better person.
2: Yes, do you know what I mean? Like it wouldn't have been. If Bring him been,
1: down a peg or two. If it
2: hadn't have been, if it had been someone else, it wouldn't have been as funny. But because it was him, it
1: was just. <laughs> do you
2: want me to give you a line to go to the break with? Yeah. Please. Um, Say, coming up after the break, we're going to speak to Harry Redknapp about the England game last night. Harry Redknapp's coming on, and then and then <laughs> give me a time check. Just say it's like quarter past one or something like that. And also name check the show. Fucking hell, that's a lot. It is. Isn't Three it? name check your two, show. Two, so one up. go. Coming up
1: after the break is Harry Redknapp. Joe, we we'll getting a cup of tea on. So, so no, stay tuned. Ten, it's nine, quarter past one.
2: Seven. seven Fuck
1: me. Oh.
2: <laughs> That's the only director and producer. There some
1: ads. Just listen to the ads whilst I gather my shit. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Those were the ads. Um, is is live, live? Is that it? That was just going to be it. What did I say? Those were the ads. <laughs> I'm so slick at it now that you didn't even notice that I said it. Impressive. Those were the ads. Laura, when they say live, is it live, live? Like, so you can't make any fuck-ups whatsoever.
2: Yeah. But you're better, I really believe this, you're better when you're live than when you're pre-recorded. Because when you're pre-recorded, you know you can make mistakes, so you just do. This is reassuring
1: for us, Jo. The adrenaline kicks in and you go, right, I'm going to cope under pressure. I, I
2: promise you, if you guys did this show live... Then it would be way better it would be a sh- <laughs> <laughs> sorry no honestly uh, it seems as
1: though there was a laugh really quite loud <laughs> at that suggestion <laughs> laura you clearly haven't listened to any fucking episodes of this if you did you realize this can't be live this You're, cannot be one live. day
2: you'll do it live I promise Tom Why don't you just make that your challenge Because then you can't fuck up But then what you do Is you just realise That you find Ways of catching yourself And then you Then you can catch Pretty much anything It's fine
1: There's famous fuck ups Mm. um, From people that have been Doing it years Two of my favourites Are the first one I can't remember his name
2: Jessica Ennis Goodnight
1: Autist Dealing Yeah Mm. What, well, sorry what are those two?
2: Ah oh, sorry.
0: So Channel 4 took over the coverage of the 2011 athletics world championships at short notice. Yeah. Brought in a presenter who was very good at presenting Who's Otis Dealy. Otis Dealey?
2: Otis might have even done news round, you know. <gasps>
0: okay. He started in Kids TV, didn't, didn't he? he? Yeah. So he hadn't covered track and field before. Yeah. It sounded yeah. like he had something in his head and then someone in his ear has gone. 3 2.
2: Yeah. It was it was uh, I From my experience now, it was a hard out. I remember seeing it and I'm not even taking the mick of him here because it was my worst nightmare. And when I saw that, I remember at the time thinking it was amusing and then thinking, you're going to get some karma for that, like genuinely. Because what had happened was he'd, in my opinion, I don't know that he'd had talk back experience. So then he's inside a studio and his end link is, well, it was a wonderful day here in the studio which obviously it's, you're in a studio, it's not a lovely day, it's a lovely day outside, isn't it? And then he just went, Jessica Ennis, good night. What? And that was it. <laughs> was she on? No, she. I think she'd been competing. She'd been competing, yeah. She wasn't in the studio. It was... He went, Jessica Ennis, good night. Yeah, so someone in his ears probably said, reference Jessica Ennis and what she did. Like, you know, she might have won her event or something. And he's trying to, like, filter all of that shit out. He's listening to the count. Everything's happening at once. And he just goes... It's been a lovely day here in the studio. Jessica Ennis, good night.
1: We have a gloriously sunny day here in the studio. Um, we've seen some action this morning as well. Jessica Ennis, good night. <laughs> <laughs> I quite like that. I yeah. quite like the fact that it's not polished and that it is kind of real. But it I guess as the sense. TV... <laughs> it does have to make <laughs> Jessica
0: Ennis, good night. Yeah. The thing is, we should say as we're well, in his defence, is that he's probably been stitched up there, Laura, inadvertently. Massively. Because he's either not used to doing that or someone should be saying other stuff in his ear.
1: What about what about Derek Thompson from the horse racing where <laughs> he's cute. He's, they're doing like a... What's it called when you shoot to someone? You shoot to someone who's a interviewed. Cross. Like a cross. Yeah. I'm going to cross over to... can't remember who it was. <laughs> and he goes, oh, and he's got a lovely lady with him.
2: Lovely lady. <laughs> and he goes...
1: Is that, it's that pause. It's just the pause of the guy he's crossed over to to go... It's a man actually. Confirming the ground is now good to say see- Oh, you've been joined by a beautiful lady. It's a man actually, Derek. <laughs> it was just so like,
2: what
0: It's a man, Derek.
2: It's fucking it's so,
1: so perfect, good. Isn't it? It's, it's like incredible. You
2: couldn't have scripted it better. Like if they if they actually tried to make that happen, it wouldn't have been so perfect. Like oh. every every personality, even the man's face, the kid's face, he was like he <laughs> he was like what what's going on in it what's going on it's a man actually
1: <laughs> not quite as I think this is my all time favourite John Inverdale again it was about horse racing I can't remember who he was talking to but he then turned around and went yeah, well if we're looking at it from a rose counted glasses uh <gasps> And he carried on for a bit, and then realised. I apologise for that uh, mistake, and then moved on. <laughs> I thought it was wonderful. You know, it, it's a it's a way of life that most of them wouldn't swap. A lot of people go off and do other things, then come back to it. Okay, this is looking at it through uh, uh, oh. rose tinted glasses for, from the past. I, I, I apologise there for a slip of the tongue.
2: Yeah, you're you're always like a millimetre away from making a monumental mistake. And there's something quite fun in that as well. Yeah. I mean, this will come back to haunt me one day when I make a monumental mistake. But you also... <laughs> I mean, we we have like word slips all the time on TalkSport and they're quite funny. You know, we do have a dump button. So if anything goes really wrong, you press the dump button and it Sorry, gets explain. Rid of, what do
1: you mean a dump button? A dump button
2: is it will get rid of the last seven seconds and the next seven seconds.
1: Oh, it. so it blacks out the whole... Yeah, you go radio just, silence. It will
2: just snip it. And I don't actually know how it... Works, Is it
1: like it a, a like out. an audio version of the girl that used to come up on your screen with the rainbow and the round clown thing? Do you remember that? End, when that was
2: weird. Channel Four. <coughs> yeah, a bit like that. But you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know to listen. Oh, you wouldn't. It would. It just snippets it out of thinner, and then it catches you up. And I don't think we're I don't physically know how it works, but basically, there's a dump button. So if anyone doesn't, any, because we have live listeners calling in the show. And they are they are feral sometimes, so they <laughs> they say anything. They could say anything, and I used to do the phone in it. Like it was like eight o'clock at night, and um, it would be all the football fans leaving the grounds in the cars with their mates, and they were all hammered. And they used to call up and say all sorts of things, and it was hilarious. But we'd always have the dump button just in case.
1: Right, staying on football then. Yeah. Worst manager to interview, oh. and f- so worst manager, and then favourite manager.
2: Oh, favourite manager is a new manager. Thomas Tuchel, I, mm. I don't know what it is, right? But there is something mesmerising about him because he's so articulate. There's something about the Germans, like oh, yeah. Klopp, Klopp as well, right?
1: Klopp's fantastic to listen to.
2: Klopp on a good day, though, is amazing. If you get him on a match day and it's not going to go well or it hasn't gone well, like he can be quite difficult, but I still, he's one of my all-time favourites. Thomas Tuchel is, is a new favourite just because... He's just he's just very engaging. And as you interview him, he's quite a tall character and he and he really I like the ones that give you a lot of eye contact. And I was like <laughs> I was quite affected by him. And after the after the interview Sorry, like, affected. Yeah, I was affected by him. Okay,
1: yeah. fine.
2: I was <laughs> I <don't know> <laughs> quite I
1: was, affected. I haven't heard that. By him. I don't think ever.
2: I can't remember yep. what the question was. I had to ask him a question about something. I tell you what it was. It was when they got sanctioned. And they were going; they were flying away to their next Champions League game and they had no money and no budget. They weren't allowed to spend any money. So I was like, you know, what are you going to do, basically? And he was like, well, I wasn't expecting this question and uh, if I have to drive the bus myself, I will. And then I felt so... Sri Lankan, so... is he? <laughs> He's from Sri Lanka. For I sake. felt so bad about asking him that question. Even though I'm well within my rights to... I apologised to him afterwards and he was like absolutely fine, like there's there's literally no issue here. And then the next time I interviewed him, I think it was when Rudiger Rudiger was leaving and I managed to get a newsline out of him. So I was like, Wow, he didn't need to give me that newsline, but he did. But I prepped them before and I'll say, look if I've got a difficult question, because of that one that I asked before, I wanted to make sure we were still best friends at the end of it. So I was like, look, I'm going to ask you about Rudiger. I have to. do. It's my job. I just wanted to give you a heads up so you know I'm not trying to trip you up or anything, catch you out. So he gave me the scoop, essentially, and it was I thought it was really nice. So, yeah, he's my current favourite. Jose and me have had some real awkward interviews. Jose Mourinho. We've had some really awkward ones. Um, the first time I ever interviewed him, he was manager at Manchester United, He was going to Chelsea when Antonio Conte was there. Chelsea were the better team at the time. I think it was the season. He'd been sacked maybe the season before they finished 10th. Conte had come in. He won the league with them. Anyway, there was just this big spice between them. And the media, obviously, us a lot, had been like, oh, my God. So he'd banned every question under the sun. Couldn't ask anything, basically. Anyway, I think they got pumped. Can't remember what what happened, but they got pumped. But the actual interview was pre-match and... I honestly felt like the air was blue. He came in, he sat down. He didn't, he was literally staring at me as if to warn me off before I'd even said anything. I opened my mouth to ask the first question. And I sh- I'm sure it's a technique. He waits for like what feels like a minute to answer the question, but it probably only is like a few seconds. And I was shitting it. I honestly, I felt like I was sweating. The interview was, itself wasn't even that bad, but there was one bit in it where he was like, What do you mean? I was like fuck what do I mean <laughs> I shit I I don't even know the question I asked I don't even uh, and he got fired about 3 weeks after that he got fired and then there was another one where we went to spurs there was an incident on the pitch he was right VAR had overruled it or not given it might have been a penalty to Harry Kane he was like it was it was a stonewall penalty and I was digging a little bit I was like tell me about the incident what what, what do you think and he was like well what do you think and I was like it's nothing to do with me, my opinion doesn't matter. He was like, yes, it does, tell me your opinion, and I just refused, point blank. I was like, no, it's nothing to do with me, it's up to you, you tell me yours. But it was a bit of a standoff, and it went on for like too long. And I agreed with him, but I refused to give my opinion because it is not. It is nothing to do with me. In these situations, you can, if you really want to, you can say, yeah, I agree with you, but you've also got to try and stay as down the middle as you can. So yeah, we've had a few of those standoffs, but then we got on fine. I came on the show quite a lot on Talksport, and he was lovely. So it's so they're all great. It's just what mood you catch them in it's like you in a post-match interview. If I come up to you and you've just lost and I'm like, oh, Joe, like, <laughs>
1: who is that? Fucking hell, is that <laughs> the start <of> the interview? <laughs> and Joe's like, oh, who are you? Oh, Joe. Oh,
2: Joe. Like, tell me about all those bad things that happen and tell me about, like, that missed tackle that you made and that shit scrum. And you're like, oh, I don't want to. Like, that's well, your job. Yeah,
1: I guess I've gone through peaks and troughs in my career and the understanding with the media and how to do it. And why wouldn't you want to talk, to, like, when you describe... How do you call him? Jose?
2: Jose mm-hmm. Mourinho.
1: I want to say Jose. Is it Jose? No, no Portuguese. Portuguese. What do you mean?
2: Jose, they pronounce the J's.
1: Do they? Yeah. So it's Joanne instead no, Juan instead of No, because that's a Spanish name. Oh, fuck me, yeah. dead. Put Spanish. My in so it, funny. left, right and centre. <laughs> Jose then. So Jose getting the arsehole, or any manager getting the arsehole, being asked a question, unless it's a really shit personal question that is unnecessary... You have a you kind of have a responsibility to answer it for, yeah. A for your fans and B for the sport in general to mm. to grow or, or just be as popular as it as it is. And I know it's easier said than done if you're off the back of getting pumped 4-0 yeah. or something like that, but you kind of have to front up and, and take it, although some of the awkward interviews and answers that managers have given in the past are really good to watch and quite fun to do. <laughs> they
0: are. Let's flip this one round then, Joe, because you are very used to being interviewed after matches. Laura, you are very used to interviewing people yeah. after matches. So I would like you, Joe, to be the post-match interviewer.
2: I can uh, do... I used to play rugby. I'll do rugby.
1: No, I know as much about football as I do rugby.
0: So, <laughs> so Laura, you are the centre half, yeah. and you've um, given away a penalty. You've lost 3-0 oh. at home to in the derby. You've given away a penalty in the first half. You You've missed a sitter, then you've got sent off. You've got, how many questions have you got, Laura? Three or four? Three.
1: Yeah. Hi, Laura.
2: Hi, Joe.
1: Tough out there, wasn't it? It
2: was a difficult game. We gave it all we could, and sometimes things just don't work out well.
1: Yeah, you, are you saying that's all that you could have given?
2: <laughs> I'm saying it's all we did give. Ah. If we could go back, I'd probably do a few things more differently.
1: And, and what sort of things do you think you would do differently?
2: I think maybe I lost my temper a little bit. My accuracy was off. We weren't clinical enough today. We should really go again next week.
1: And what did you have? That's
0: your questions? you you done. What? That's your three questions.
2: Your three questions.
1: Oh, okay. Just before you go, Laura, what did you have for dinner last night? <laughs> we, I see. I should have started with that one. Laura, what did you have for dinner last night?
2: I had a roast dinner, actually.
1: Oh, lovely. Beef. Beef. Yeah. Pink.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? There's this little bit of time which is like basically dead air at the beginning of an interview. I can't remember who taught me this, but there's like that little bit of time where. The microwave, microwave? <laughs> sorry, where you've just put your dinner <laughs> there, in the microwave. There's no microwave, no, no,
1: no microwave.
2: Where maybe the sound man is playing with your microphone. There's always 10 seconds where you can have a quick chat with the person you're interviewing and you can just gauge their mood if you can't see it on their face and you can just win them over. And I will always try and tell a, a joke or something or go, or empathize with them and go, oh, that was shit, wasn't it? And they go, yeah. And I go, Handshake
0: right. or no handshake?
2: Um, handshake if it's not COVID. <laughs> I always, I'll always handshake them. Or if I know them, I'll give them a hug. Like a, I always think if you're a tactile person, it's okay to be tactile as long as you know those people. The ones that you don't know, don't hug, don't touch them. But I always would want to give, especially with the managers, I'll give a handshake. But there's that little small period of time before any interview that you can set the tone and you can make them feel safe with you.
1: Is your job to make them look good, asking questions to make them look good? So, Or is it to ask questions that you think the fans want to know the answers to? And does that then affect what questions you ask? Because you yeah. don't want to upset Klopp because you actually want to keep a good relationship with him. But you don't give a fuck about Jose. Yeah. So you're happy to go, why are you so shit at managing Man United?
2: There's actually a lot of variables in that. The absolute best reporters will not give a shit about anything and they will ask questions that will inevitably piss off one fan base because they don't care and they're probably the best ones. But I always think you've got morals as well. So, like, I try and look at them as humans rather than just someone that you need to get information out of and I try and think of the human side more than anything first because... I do want their best reaction. And even though their best reaction might actually be them blowing up and giving you an amazing interview, that never really sat well with me. I understand that sometimes what makes better TV is to be a bit more antagonistic, but I didn't really want to be that kind of reporter. I wasn't up for making a name for myself in that sort of space. I just wanted to ask clear, intelligent questions, and I wanted to try and get the most emotion out of them what's the number one responsibility i suppose is is the question isn't it as a reporter is it to the broadcaster or is it to the fans it's tough isn't it they come hand in hand i guess yeah it is tough though it is tough because one fan base might want you to protect their manager and not ask those delving questions or they might want all those delving questions answered because they want him out the next week It's, it's so hard i don't know don't know the answer really
0: you also get told, Joe, when you start off as a journalist, you'll get some old pro will put their arm around your shoulder and go, never become friends with a sportsman. And I don't know about you, Laura, but when you're starting out, you're sort of thinking, Why not? Am I gonna be more of a dick to someone so we don't become friends? What if we are socialising together and we're gonna become friends anyway? Mm. Do I act like a massive dick in their company so we don't become friends? But that can be hard, can't it? Because yeah. you will know people personally. Yeah. Let's say let's say I had to reverse to my old job, Joe, and I was interviewing you. You did? And what was the interview
1: like? Well, I had great fun. Was that... Oh, fuck. You manipulative fuck. (laughs) Were you doing that nice so that then we could work together later on? No, I had no idea this podcast would happen. Because I liked what you just said there about that you, as an interviewer, you go for the human before you go the job or the role or whatever you're trying to get out of it. And that's the sort of flipping mentality that I had with the rugby media that I never used to have. I used to see them as evil yeah. and they're always looking for an angle they're always going to shoot you down they're just looking for all sorts So i'd be like fuck you fuck, 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 fuck you. and that was bad without ever thinking of them as a human or their story or what's going on in their lives or just so i try and go with that now and 2019 was sort of a turning point for me when i
2: so that oh, was Tom. Japan, right? That
1: was in Japan. I was like, oh, Tom, nice to meet you. How are you?
2: So was Tom your changing point? Was Tom your, when you changed? Don't your... you ever <laughs> I
1: changed you.
2: <laughs> Is that what happened?
1: I think I'd had a change in my life prior to that. Oh. But then Tom and that bit of the media, in fact, the whole media around there, which pissed off quite a few people, the approach that me and some of my teammates had to it pissed them off because we didn't think they didn't think we were taking it seriously enough but we were like well we're out there having fun why can't we just speak to each other as humans rather than
2: but that stuff does much better anyway i think that's better journalism
1: this
0: episode is sponsored by the following people the spaniel it's rob springett oh so quiet it's gareth burke double n nishant neryeth the emerald jade ingram werther's original it's Nikki butterworth Lynchy. We wish you were Perry Coulson, the mayor of where it's Ken Mayer, Matthias Reggie Alcain, Just James, the Bounty Hunter, Alistair Brownie, the Wily Old Fox, Dave Wiley, Aha, Marcus Partridge, Nielsch von Hinton Reed, by like Driftwood Jack Travis, Robert Duro, Duro, the second coming of James Dean, and Thirsty Kirsty Jean. To be more like all of them, go to patreon.com forward slash Joe grow the show, get bonus content, and become an official sponsor today.
1: Who is, in your opinion, the best pundit in any sport? out there
2: um i will go for gary neville why i always remember when he came to sky he funnily enough had this thing where there was an old producer and the old producer he doesn't work at sky anymore uh he said to gary when you're doing co-coms you're you're not really speaking in your own voice speaking really funny like enunciating everything a bit like i did at the beginning of my career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And editing everything in the way you yeah. didn't. Obviously, Gary's proper mank, so, like, you don't need to do that. sounds weird.
1: Do you not use mank as, like... manky? No, did mankey. Look- oh, no. Oh, carry on.
2: And uh, the producer was like, just speak in your own wo- voice, use your own words that you'd use if you were just telling your mates about what happened in that particular play or whatever. So he was like, okay, so he kind of had to relearn how to speak in his own voice on the telly. And um, gradually, like, when I watch Pundits... I will judge them on how much I can learn from them. So I'm not a professional footballer, but if I'm listening to what they're saying and then I'm like, "Oh, that's really interesting, actually," then I I really enjoy that pundit and I like and I and I find him the most engaging as well. And I think he's just intelligent on lots of different levels. When I first started working in football, he was the one I was most scared of because I'd heard <laughs> completely wrongly. I'd heard that he was difficult to work with. So then when I first met him, I was like, shit, that's Gary Neville. And I was like worried about it. The nicest of all of them to me, the nicest. And as I've gone through my career, I will always credit Gary actually with pulling me up to his level. So if I ever work with Gary, he is the one pundit that I will never have a bad day with because I'm so much sharper when I'm with him. It's weird, isn't it? And I don't know why that is.
0: He did also come out with one of the great golgasms of
1: all time.
2: <laughs> so fa- good. Are you it?
1: familiar with it? Oh. When he did what? The um, Golgasm, I'm, I'm going to find. Listen
2: to it all the time.
1: <laughs> I love him because he's so passionate. Like yeah. you can, you it comes across, and that's why I find him so engaging because he's so passionate about football, yeah. and he just wants to come through the screen and tell whoever's yeah, yeah. listening or watching there everything he knows about it and break it down as simple as he can yeah. to make you understand and love it as much as he does.
2: That's the thing. Isn't that great? But that's not what you want.
1: The flip to that oh, is no. I love Roy Keane oh, as well.
2: Yeah, me too. Who
1: is sort of the opposite where you go, well, he's the most negative bloke yeah. you're going to come across as a pundit but he's so fucking funny. Do
2: you know what's surprising? Have you got it? I've got it, yeah. Go on, get, get the gold
1: guns. It might be what? That legit, yeah. he's still going. Unbelievable.
2: <laughs> <laughs> incredible. How early in his career was that? That was early, wasn't this it? It's
0: 2012. It's Chelsea against Barcelona, the semis of the Champions League. Is yeah, it? Yeah, they win it. Like. Yeah, so they've been under the cosh the entire game. and Torres
1: breaks away, that is, inc- that is incredible. It was so long. Never heard one that long before. <laughs> but Roy Keane.
2: Roy, how does he get
1: away with being so negative?
2: Because he's he was so good, yeah. Player, he can say what he wants. He's he's won everything, hasn't he? And he's he's just. And the thing is about Roy is he is charming. You know, when I said earlier on, I'm, I was affected by Thomas Tuchel. Yeah, I'm affected by Roy Keane because. He was another one terrified of him. The first time I ever worked with him, I was presenting the Carabao Cup final and it was my first final I'd ever presented and he was the guest, one of the guests, and I was like, shit me. And I genuinely was nervous about it. But, again, in the same way that Gary Neville did, I was like, oh, I have to up my game for Roy. But what was really lovely about Roy, it wasn't the final, actually, it was a semi-final because it was a Manchester derby. It was Man City, Manchester United, or the other way around, I think it was at Old Trafford. And, um... I was standing next to him, top of the show went fine and everything. We were in rehearsals, that was it. We were in rehearsals and there was a graphic about Oli Gunnar Solskjaer in semi-finals and how he was really dreadful in semi-finals. And um, I had my ears in so I couldn't really hear much else that was going on because once you put your ears in like, they kind of suck out all the rest of the noise, it's gone. And I was just messing around with the director and the producer and I was like going through this rehearsal about what I could say about Oli to Solskjaer on semi-finals. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll just say Oli hates the semi. <laughs> and then as I looked to my left, Roy was looking at me, and I was like, oh, fuck. But he, la- he laughed, and it was like, oh, phew, he doesn't mind a semi joke, so it was all right. So that was like breaking the ice. And then the top of the show went, well, everything was great. And then during the game... Everyone's standing up, him, Micah Richards, me, I can't remember who else was, there. I think it was just us three actually. I felt myself kind of gravitating towards him and wanting to ask him questions. And he, he kind of commentates, not all the time, but he'll commentate his way through the game sort of thing. And then I asked him a question and I thought, shit, this is either going to go really well or really badly. I just asked him a question about something like, well, why has that happened? And he was like, well, this is why it's happened. And he was like, really, it was like a teacher I went, fucking out and I wrote it all down. I thought, that'll make a good question at half time and everything. And I found that I've only worked with him three or four times, and every time I've worked with him, he's been so generous with his information and welcoming. And um, this is gonna sound bad, but sometimes as a female, and I don't wanna make this, oh, a female thing, because I hate going on about it. But as a female, the beginning part of my career, I used to have this thing where I was like, is this pundit okay with women or not okay with women? And I was like, I wonder if Roy's okay with women. And he was like, more than okay. Like, just amazing. Just brilliant. Yeah.
1: Who do you like, Joe's Pundits in sport? Who are your favourite ones? I love Roy Keane. I love Claire Balding. It would have to be Roy Keane. But I love the relationship between him and Micah. It's nice. It's so good because he winds him up so hard. And I love the reaction to it. I think it also goes to a lot of ex-players don't necessarily make... Good pundits. good pundits, same way ex-players don't always make good coaches, because you have to be, have the ability to explain to someone who knows nothing, so that's how you break it down, surely yeah. you're talking to someone that has nothing about your sport, so make it as simple and as entertaining for them to go, oh that's cool, yeah. oh that's interesting, oh I've learned something new there, rather than talking in your standard rugby football slang that other footballers and rugby players would understand yeah. but only at your level but that's not who you're talking to.
2: Exactly. You're always, I, I always learnt that with sport you are always trying to speak, you, you have to speak on a level that you don't assume everybody knows what you're talking about. So never say of course because who are you saying? Of course, to like what about that person? That that person doesn't know, of course, and it makes them feel a little bit like shit that they don't know that already. So never assume someone else's knowledge. You're always trying to bring in new listeners or new viewers as well. So you're is that a polite way
1: of saying think that everyone else is dumb?
2: Well, not not dumb. Just think it that like it. just think that they're new to the sport. Uh. All of your core rugby fans will always be there, no matter how brilliant or how rubbish your commentator is but your new your new viewer is going to turn it on and go what is this what is Joe wearing what are they doing why are they chasing each other and the commentator the fuck's wrong with what I'm wearing the commentator why, wants why is to Joe standing
1: still when everyone else is running Where's around Joe's,
2: why are Joe's shorts so short Ridic- wow.
1: they're sat down and they've rolled up a bit no, but
2: they are when you play as well
1: oh when I play Yeah. oh yeah sorry Yeah, my I mean,
2: bad. do you ever wear trousers
1: uh, only in a tracksuit <laughs> or overalls. Oh, got some good overalls.
2: Overalls
1: are great, aren't they? I bought put a new pair. Did after, you? Yeah, those. You know the denim one. Mm. went good. But my feedback from my wife, she said, you need to just wear a plain white T-shirt with them mm. next time. This shouldn't have pattern on. It doesn't work. Then I bought some new green Carhartt ones. The pinstripe, one, really nice. Go well with some boots as well. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, my last <laughs> my last question. <laughs> You've been absolutely brilliant. I've loved sitting here talking to you. Uh, what's the dream though? Because you're already out there. I've mentioned you've been sports presenter second year running now. Yeah. you you'd arguably be at the top of your game. What? But what is the dream job? Do you want to carry on in sport and get like a, mm. a even bigger gig, or do you want to do something really random and obscure like Takeshi's Castle? <laughs> oh, <I've always laughs> great, great show.
2: To do that. Great show. And total wipeout.
1: Oh, mm. my God. Uh, yeah. That was,
2: like, on my bucket list when I was younger. I was like, I just want to be a total wipeout presenter. I think they stopped doing it because people started getting really injured. Was it in Argentina? Where the health and safety so they rules... You, they used to go, exactly.
0: They used to go to Argentina, Joe, And then, because it was franchised out to loads of different nations, you would <laughs> go over there and film all your things, and then the next country would come in and use the same course. Right?
2: People had their necks snapped.
1: That's not oh, true. Oh, my God. People have their necks snapped. We're going to have to Google that. Not
2: physically, like...
1: Not physically. You know, you know
2: what I mean? Like, not actually snapped, but like people were <laughs> bent in half. What would your
0: technique have been on the giant red balls?
2: Yeah, I always think about this. Not every day, but I think about this quite a lot. <laughs> I think I think I wouldn't be able to run, run, run. That's I think the thing. I'd, I think I'd have to run to one, sit. Like Stay. A frog, And then, but then if you could get enough momentum on the next one, I'd...
0: That's... Do
2: you know the what the bit that really bothers me is the wall with the...
0: Things, oh, yeah. you when you're going sideways across you, the wall and you get punched you can't
2: it's anticipate absolutely that ended you can't anticipate, there's no technique that's going to get you past right, that wall it's i'm going to
0: give you two options for that one okay. either you pull yourself in really close so the punches yes it's a punch but, but it's like a one it. inch punch you're
1: hitting the punch yeah you're like you're yeah. like head butting it back
0: yeah. or you go out at the full extension of your arms so the punch brushes your face rather than but then you're only then hanging on by grip. fingertips.
2: Yeah, it's so you've got a little bit. You've you
1: got to take the hammering, mm.
2: hmm. or you, <laughs> or you just take the first hammering, go, <laughs> go down <laughs> into the water, get a bit wet, move on.
1: Is that right, Jo? It's not all right, isn't <laughs> it? Because you haven't answered the question. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> do you um, want to do Saturday Night TV or do, do you uh, want to do Takeshi's cast? Do you <laughs> know
2: what? There's, there was, there was a, a real dream for me for a really long time to present Premier League football. I'm not sure where I am with that at the moment. There's one other which is bigger than that, that I have wanted. To, it's literally like a bucket list. And I just got it. And I can't say what it is yet, but I got Oh, it. fuck off
1: can okay so you don't you want to stay in sport you want a, a big presenter mm. a bigger presenter job in sport do you
2: yeah I mean I do I have thought about moving out and branching out and doing something else and if there's anything cool out there that I could do then then I definitely look into it but there's this thing that you get with sport that you don't Get with anything else that I've.
1: The darts must be insane, though.
2: Yeah, like you. The sport is so unpredictable. There's a buzz that you get from live sport that I have never got anywhere else, basically, which is why. I'm so obsessed with it and I so want to stay in it. The darts is amazing. The darts carnage.
0: Is, surely that's carnage. It is. Have you been before, carnage? Tom? carnage. Do you know, I've never been. I've come close to going and we've had. What do you mean, like
2: outside? <laughs> yeah.
0: Just got bored and stood outside. Just driven past. <laughs> we've weirdly, from the Crouchy Pod, you will see references to, to things we talked about on the Crouchy Pod on signs at the darts. You get a bit of Mike Dean slaughters Chickens.
2: So many of those. A lot of
0: those so doing
1: the rants <laughs> at the darts. Yeah. Fuck's sake. The, I really, really. We're going to have to do a work do, I think. Yeah, it's a good chance. Please, to the darts.
2: Hi,
1: uh, Do you want to work for... It's a pretty big come down to come and work for our show, if I'm honest.
2: Oh, I didn't know how to work. I thought... Well, we called it a work do. But it's a work do, but it's you social event, is now, it? are you? Unless Technically, you're you've been on the, the show
1: dance. now, so you have worked yeah. with us. Mm. right. You can get us into the darts. We should be asking you.
2: <laughs> I'll see if I can get you tickets. I don't know if I'm going to be at the darts this year.
0: What fancy dress are we doing at the darts, by the way, if uh, we're uh, all chickens. going to
2: Chickens. You have to be Mike yeah, Dean's sort like of
0: chicken.
1: Do I have to be a chicken? Do I have to shake? You can be Mike Dean if you want, slaughtering the chickens. Is Mike Dean the referee? Yes. Is he the one that sort of goes and watches football games? Yeah,
2: yeah. And so he's a Tranmere Ultra, yeah. yeah. Massive Is he actually?
1: Yeah. That shouldn't be allowed.
0: He doesn't referee Tranmere Games.
2: And also, he's just retired. Oh. He's just retired.
1: Oh, have a nice retirement, Mike Dean. No, he's a big listener, is he? Probably not. Oh. (laughs) Got any others? That's all my questions, Joe. Laura, it has been wonderful having you on the show. Thanks. Thank you for telling me all about <laughs> presenting and how difficult it actually is.
2: I think you'd be good.
1: No, you've just bamboozled my mind talking in my left and my right ear. <laughs> you've been horrible to me, Tom, left, yep. right, and centre, which I'm <laughs> sort of used to. And then the whole shit with the auto I can't, no, I'm not having it. Don't, can't any. even swear, but that dump button is quite appealing.
2: Do I tell you what, come Spunner. and punt it on my show. Because you don't actually have to talk about rugby, do you? Well, I mean, you don't did, know. It's
1: your show. What do you want me to talk about on there?
2: Well, you never talk about rugby. You never let me ask you rugby questions. Why not? Because you always go, oh, I don't want to talk about rugby. No, I'm not. You, asked, you, me, you about asked me a rugby question Wellington yesterday, Boots. mate. You, yeah, no, but that was a bit different because you, you had to specifically talk about the semi-final, didn't you?
1: I didn't have to. But I wanted to because I fucking despise them.
2: Yeah, that was I, great. I,
1: I love it. I, I, that was I went great. on, and I went, I despise Harrison's. And they're like, why? I went, probably the years of systemic cheating. <laughs> and I was like, have I even used the right word? Yeah, is you it have. Systemic Systemic's really or nice. Systematic. Yeah. Oh. It's both, actually. Can Different, but both, I think. Yeah.
2: But the thing is, you can't be sued because it's factually correct.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what hang on was there a chance I could have been sued <laughs>
2: yes, if, if you'd have if you'd have slandered them yeah you motherfuckers but I would have caught you if you'd have done that I'd have caught Dump you.
1: this isn't part of the thing the reason I won't come back I, I'd love to come back on your show Laura please yeah. invite me in person okay. rather than 10 minutes yeah, slot to talk about shit on a Monday yeah. Laura thank you so much for coming on mate
2: ah oh, thank you thanks for having me I loved it
1: thank you Laura lovely 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 laura woodsy oh woodsy is it woodsy now yeah after that it's woodsy yeah all right cheers woodsy that was great i loved i loved getting a little bit more insight into a world that i thought we sort of already knew quite a lot about but maybe the listeners didn't but even still it opened up my eyes to how hard it actually is it's to be a tv it, yeah. presenter or a pundit the the voices in my head. The voices in my ears <laughs> was tough.
0: Do you think you could do it? Could you be trained up? No. Never? No. What about if you, rather than having to deal with additional voices in your head, you became one of the voices in someone else's head?
1: Oh God. Yeah, but I I don't think I'd be able to stop myself from planting something in <laughs> like in uh, Anchorman you know when they get hold of the autocue and then put so a question good. mark and he's like uh, <laughs> goodbye San Diego and he's like I'd just be tempted to do that Veronica Corningstone. <laughs> Ver- Veronica <laughs> Corningstone? who put a question mark on a teleprompter fuck no I, c- I couldn't do it but it was great fun that episode
0: Exciting changes here, Joe. We are now filming these episodes so you can watch the entire episode on YouTube on the Joe Marler Show channel if you so choose. If you want to support the show in the more normal way, you can now subscribe on Apple, Spotify and Patreon. For a pound a week, you can get bonus content, ad-free episodes and you, Joe, will be... You will help us grow the show. So weird when you say it like that. Sorry.
1: You will help us grow the show. Tell me about some socks, chat. Remember, we have now got Joe Show socks. Yes. But if you fancy my face on your ankle, (laughs) then click the link in the episode description.
0: If you would like another podcast to listen to, in the meantime, let Joe and I recommend Death of a Sports Star. These are the immersive stories of the sports stars that we loved but lost too soon. Just search for Death of a Sports Star in your usual podcast places.
1: Who's on next week, mate?
0: Okay, trust me on this one. It's a drainage engineer.
1: A drainage engineer?
0: Do you know what Steve said to me when I gave him
1: exactly that bit of chat back? Go on. He said, yeah, but it's all about shit. It's all about shit. One of our favourite things to do. Talk about shit. Happy days. Bring it on.
2: Crowd Network. A place where you belong.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.